thought you knew, but you have no idea. It's the Urban Sports Scene. You are listening to the Urban Sports Scene. I am Wole, Will T, Ray Jeezy. They're, they're both out. So I'm your host. I'm the only one going right now. Only one rocking and rolling. Uh, make sure... You check us out at uh, SportsJourney, SportsJourney.com. Make sure, uh, you can find all your DMV sports content there for your DMV sports teams. Uh, subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes, and Google Podcasts. Just search the Urban Sports Scene. Also, tweet us at Urban Sports Scene and hit us up on our Urban Sports Scene Facebook page. Uh, we, got, we got a lot going on, you know, obviously in the area, a lot of drama. Folks at strip parties and whatnot doing 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 whatever without the mask on. I, I actually, when we get to the segment, I just question people like or question bouncers. You sh- in strip parties, you really shouldn't be having your cell phones in there anyway. They're not supposed to be inside a strip party, from what I've been told. FYI, I'm just saying. So, but anyway, also make sure you make sure also join our Urban Sports Scene Facebook group. Search. Urban sports scenes, sports bloggers, sports podcasters, and sports debates. Will T would normally say this, but he's not in the building, so I'm going to say it for him. Let's get into our tradition, the pregame. Here's what we have on tap. Uh, we'll talk about the Washington football team uh, losing to the Seattle Seahawks 20-15 to and their upcoming game against the Carolina Panthers. I was supposed to have Sports Journey Lake uh, Lewis Jr. on the show, but things happen. So I'm going to have, have a substitute. I have uh, double takes. Uh, double takes, uh, double takes sports, Karita Parks, um, on the line. She's also will be part of the set, the net, the following segment at 820 because she's also Sports Journeys Washington Wizards reporter. Um, and she's going to talk about the open, the season for the Washington Wizards. So what to, what to look for with the Wizards, what they got coming on tap in terms of who's going ball, who's going show out and things of that sort. At 840, we'll talk about the start of the NBA season above the rim podcast. Just Blaze will jump on the show. Finally, we'll have boxing expert Johnny Signorella jump on the show to talk about the impressive victories of Canelo Alvarez and Triple G over the weekend. Uh, but first, right now, I have let me introduce her this way. First, I have Double Take Sports own Karita Parks on the line. What's going on, Karita? Hey, how are you? I am doing well. You see, I had to get all that out, Karita. I had to get get that all out. You know what I mean? Cause I now, know that's a lot. I know, and you, you like you're doing du- double duty. You know what I'm saying? I appreciate you for jumping in as a sub. You know what I mean? And also, you are. When we get to, when we get to the Wizards talk, I want to make sure you make sure the folks know that you are Sports Journeys Washington Wizards reporter, main reporter on the scene. But I want to talk about the Washington football team. You cover this team too as well. Um, Let's talk about first before we get into the drama, because I know everybody wants to talk about the drama. I want to talk about what happened on Sunday. Uh, they, they lost to the Seattle Seahawks 2015. Uh, looked like this t- this team was in the game. The quarterback Dwayne Haskins threw two picks early, but seemed to get he got his feet wet. What did you think about that game? I thought it was a winnable game actually. If the Washington Football Team would have gotten off to a much faster start. We've been saying this for weeks at this point. Mm-hmm. They wouldn't have been trying to catch up at the last minute like that. Yeah. Um, but it was definitely a winnable game. I actually, as much as, because my family is actually from Seattle. Oh, wow. Okay. So as much as I am really rooting for both teams, <laughs> um, I went ahead and picked the Washington football team. Because I was like, you know, 
Seattle hasn't been on their P's and Q's lately. Yeah. So I'm like, if, if they can play, put together a solid game, they should win. But, yeah, yeah those turnovers hurt. They seem to come at the at a bad time. Yeah. And I think my problem with those turnovers were they were actually bad decisions. Yeah, they were. It wasn't like a ball got tipped and landed in someone's hand. He just made some bad decisions as far as turnovers are concerned. Yeah, but it's ma- not all about him. I know. he's. Ma- I mean, he's made a lot of bad decisions of late. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> that's just not. Yeah, that's just something that he's just not good at with decision making. It just it just shows. At first, it's like you know, fool me once, shame on you. You know, fool me twice, basically still shame on you. Ain't shame on me. Shame on you. Stepping into the, yeah. <laughs> stepping into the in on field and off. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. It's like, bruh. Like, oh, this is how this is what we doing. But yeah, back to on football before we get into like the the drama. Yeah, I could go on about that one, so that's why I'm quiet because I know you have like a section where you want to talk about. Yo, it. it's it's gonna happen. <laughs> don't get don't get twisted. It's gonna happen. I may just jump to that ASAP. But it's gonna happen. Um, okay. But like to your point, yeah, it's like the, the the mistakes, the two interceptions. You know, it's like all right, man. Like when are you gonna get it? You know, people. You know, in the town, they want you to be like. To show promise, so they don't have to draft the quarterback, so they can look at you as the franchise quarterback. And then when you right. make decisions like that, you know, throwing the ball up, and it, with, with the defense has showed you that they can win win you games. And um, Alex Smith has shown you the 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 the, re- the recipe to win football games by not turning the football over. Uh, and you do that, and especially when you have in some of those places, some of those plays, he has the legs to move out of the pocket and to run, and he, he could have just ran on one of those interceptions that he threw. You're thinking to yourself, like, why force it when you can run and get positive yardage? Um, yeah. So it's just like, you know, he just got to mature up in, in many different ways. He has to mature up. Uh, but to, to, to the point of starting slow, this is the problem for some strange reason for, for any quarterback. This team just starts slow. And – I don't know if it's, you know, the quarterback play or is it, you know, play calling uh, and, or, or, you know, or whatever. But when they get mm-hmm. in the halftime, when it gets to halftime, they come out a different team offensively and defensively. And another issue, too, I have is that this issue they had this issue, this defense has with mobile quarterbacks. It just seems like this whole season, yeah. as dominant as the defense point. has been, when they see a mobile quarterback, it is trouble, they, trouble, yeah. trouble. <laughs> That's a very good point because Kylie Kyler Murray ate him up. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson, Lamar, still ate him up. Who else? Lamar, I'm, I'm Lamar yes, Jackson, Lamar. Daniel Jones ate him up. Like, well, you know, I don't even, and that's no excuse. <laughs> I mean, he fat. Look, you know what? It's crazy. He's not like he's not like Kyler fast, but he fast. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's gotten like I used to. I was first out. I'm like you. I was like, dang, Daniel, they make they make they make Daniel, Daniel Jones. I know y'all letting Daniel Jones like Mike Vick. Like, I was the same way. I was like, damn. But then I saw the Eagles game when he almost broke that all the way, but he just fell on his own. I was like, okay. Yeah. When, they ain't the, the, Wash ain't the only team. Like, it happens. It happens. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, they they, they just got to get that situated. But, you know, when they play a mobile quarterback, yeah. a quarterback that's willing to run, um, they're going to have to, you know, clean that up because Teddy Bridgewater is coming to town, and T- Teddy Teddy will run. He's not. My, I don't like to call Teddy like a running quarterback, but he will run. But he can get out the pocket. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, he can get out the pocket. And then, and you know, also, I don't think we can sleep on Carolina's defense. Yeah. They turned it up against Green Bay. Mm-hmm. And I know that one positive sign on the team has been their defense. Mm-hmm. And with our offense starting off slow, 
I don't know who the quarterback's going to be next Sunday. Yeah. That could pose an issue. Definitely. So let's talk about this quarterback and immature uh, decision making. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> there are pictures circulating on social media. At first, folks didn't know who it was. They weren't sure if it was Dwayne, but it was Dwayne. You just be in denial, in denial. And, yeah, and, and, and Dwayne, com, you confirmed it on social media that it was him, and he apologized to the team um, and whatnot. And it is what it is. Uh, but he was, if you didn't know, he was at a strip party. Oh, it seemed like a strip club or whatever. It seemed like it looked like a strip party. And he didn't have it. He wasn't wearing his mask. And that's against, you know, and that's against, you know, protocol, COVID protocol for the, for the league. Uh-huh. Um, your thoughts when you saw, you saw, one, when you saw the picture and when it was confirmed. Well, here's my question. I also didn't see, like, the timing. Like, is that a recent Friday. picture? No, it happened, it happened oh, recent. Shoot, no, Friday? it happened after the, yeah, no, no, it happened. I want to say it happened. It happened real. It happened real, very recent. I want. Was it Friday or was it Sunday? I want to say okay. it was. It was. It was recent. So it was. It's right. very recent. Very very recent. Put it that way. Well, there still wouldn't have been any excuse. But I just wanted to get the timing yeah. right. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So my thoughts on that is a couple things. Like you said, he's in the strip club without a mask, but you also know that he's within six feet of people. So you're also at a fairly probably decent sized gathering. Mm-hmm. So either way it goes, you're putting your teammates at risk. Yeah. It was stupid. It was selfish. And then on top of that, here you have a second opportunity. Mm-hmm. You got benched after week four. Like, this is your time to show and prove, like, oh, you benched me? Okay. Let me show you what I'm working with. And you And one of the issues was his maturity. Yeah. That was one of the things that came up in so many words when he got benched. Yep. And here you are at a strip party in the middle of the season on the one weekend where you're about to be the starter. Poor Dwayne. Just just terrible. Or started. And then it, let's say it was Sunday. What were you so happy about? Because y'all lost. I know. And you know what? It's, it goes both ways. What if it was Sunday? And what if it was Friday? Right? If it was Friday, well, that's why I said, it makes right, even worse. If it, <laughs> if it was Friday, you knew you were about to play. Yeah. So that's a problem. Mm-hmm. If it was Sunday, if it was Friday or Saturday, you knew you were about to play. So that's the issue. If it was Sunday, even still, you still got to go see your teammates on Tuesday and you're putting them at risk. But mm-hmm. also on Sunday would have been, I think that may have been even worse because you just lost. Yeah. And you're out partying. Yeah, I don't ever want to get like my thing. It's hard because I, he's 23. So it's always hard for me to like to judge a young dude. I I, I know what I was doing. When I was 23. So I, I get it Um, to that extent. Right. Well, we're not judging. I don't think we're judging. Yeah, yeah not though. at all. No, not so, at all. No, no, no. It's here's to, what I would say, mm-hmm. though. I have really been an advocate of Dwayne Haskins. I think mm-hmm. you probably know that. Yeah. I had, uh-huh. But at this point. Now I'm kind of over it because it's not about him being 23 years old. I get it. I understand that part. Mm -hmm. But his circumstances. Yeah, I agree. You are already under the microscope. Your job is on the line. Your future with this franchise is on the line. You have all of that information. And you still made that decision. You know Ron Rivera is not playing with you right now. Exactly. That's my thing. I feel like that. I agree with you. That's where I. That's why I have an issue with. Um, I, I feel like, regardless of age, you kind of know 
mm-hmm. what it is. Like you know what time it is, bro. Like you know what time it is, and you know what optics is, is are are all about. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. Regardless of whatever happened, if it was a private party, whatever people want to say, like it's still the optics. Like, dude, you putting yourself out there. Like you already know one. In a court of public opinion, yo, the bullseye is on you, bruh. Like, for whatever mm-hmm. reason, certain people don't like you. It is what it is. Certain people <laughs> just don't like you, all right? It don't even matter how you play or whatever. They are looking to get on you and looking to pound on you, and they can say whatever they want to say, and you listening to it here on the Urban Sports, and you can say whatever you want to say, like, oh, now nah, we dictate this. We, we look at this play. Nah, you don't like them. Because I can tell hate from, from when somebody's just really having an issue with somebody's play. So whatever reason that is, people don't like them. Now you put yourself in that situation, right? The coach mm-hmm. don't really – we don't even know the coach believes in you. You know what I'm saying? Like, Or we'll say yeah. the coach don't believe in you because that's what it seems like. He don't believe in you. Bruh, mm-hmm. you, why are you even risking it? Like if you think about – you were praying on the sideline, right? You you crying that you got this opportunity. You almost crying in a press conference, bro. You didn't notice. You, you didn't notice. Like like so you gonna have all that emotion. You gonna chance it on on a strip party? Like really? Like that's what's popping? Like you really like you really can't hold off until you establish yourself to a certain extent to even wait that out. Or you know what I'm saying? Right, there's only like a couple more days of the season. Yeah, bro. They do slide into the playoffs. That's just a couple more. Yeah, like, and you 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 thinking about you you like you want to be the starting quarterback? Like, come on, man. It's not happening now. Yeah, I'm saying, I'm saying, like, come on, man. Like for real, it gets to a point where we we all you know people listen. All right, you know, let's go to his generation or whatever, dude, bro. You probably you know you listen to rap songs. You know, you know, you you seen you know you look at look at the athletes that are doing things like LeBron and other stars like Kevin Durant, Steph West, um, Steph Westbrook, whatever. Like you hear this terminology used all the time with dudes like this. Don't f up the bag, bruh. Don't f up the bag. Like that's what you doing. Like you f it up the bag. Like understand that of anything. Like I don't even care if you a teenager to a like from a teenager to a forty year old. You understand that terminology. That is in your mind. Do not F up the bag. So what you just did is F up the bag. And you know oh, this in terms and being a black quarterback, like and it, it is what it is. This is facts. People can debate it all they want. You, you, like your margin of error is slim. It ain't Very big, much. it is slim. So I And even if he was a winning black quarterback. Yeah. Uh, that's and like saying. that's the thing. You're not even like a winning quarterback it would have still been um a black mark on your record so yes. to speak yeah but if you were winning people would have got over it yes too. they would have got over but it. <laughs> you're not winning you barely even have a job and you are out here just and whoever took that picture Man. they took that picture knowing they knew what your situation was and they knew what the result was going to be. Somebody told me maybe it's girl. That's what get me. That's what gets me. If it's this girl, I got a big issue with that. Like a big. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know who did it, but some hearing like reports that it was this girl. You know, somebody said like it was another dude or whatever. And that's a whole different. I hate snitches. But that's whoever a, did it, even I mean, right? So if it was this girl, <laughs> then she that's she a, don't got a lot of sense either. Yeah, exactly. I got. And you. then if it was someone else. They knew they knew leaking those pictures were not going to be a good look. Yeah, they knew for him. They knew. Like uh, I hate snitches in life. I just so I just it do. just. I mean, but he put himself in that situation. He did though. No, but he honestly, did. if you 
put all that to the side, I think like the big, big issue to me is also you put your teammates at risk. Yeah, facts. I agree. I think so, too. I think that's an issue, too. That's something he won't have to talk to his teammates. And I think he addressed that, too, on this apology note on, um, mm-hmm. I don't want to say it was a tweet or I guess a tweet on, it was on yeah, Instagram. It was a, it it was was a tweet. tweet. Yeah, his apology tweet. So um, That was a lack of maturity, too. I mean, that's a lack of maturity, a lack of leadership. Yeah. I think it's a lot. It's I mean, a lot. It's, it, it's, it's a lot, man. It's, 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 the, the issue with it is, that what it is, like, people tell you, you know, that somebody's immature and He's just immature. And I don't want to like just say, cause he, like there's a level, like you can be like, we use the, we, we throw out the terminology. Oh, he's just 21. Oh, he's just 23. Or oh, she's just that age. Like there's still a level. Like, yeah, we know that people are, aren't, they didn't reach their full level of maturity yet. We know that, but there's a level mm-hmm. of maturity that you do have to have. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's the thing that he's just not showing it at, at this point. I mean, time. how old is Patrick Mahomes? Patrick Mahomes is not that old. Yeah, but we don't know what Pat's doing. He winning. People high stuff when you win it. You know, but he but he carries himself. He does. He in a does. much more mature way. He does. He and does. right, if he is doing stuff on the side, he's not silly enough to be in a situation he where ain't he's hot. That's all it is. He ain't hot. That's what it is. He ain't hot. Like the, the problem with Dwayne is he hot. Like he 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 too out there. He too out there. Like if somebody come at him on social media on on some Instagram thing, he quick to respond on on something and say, hey. Hey man, don't follow me then or something. He's quick to respond to stuff like that. So that's the problem. Like Dwayne just hot. Like real talk, he just hot. Like real like dudes who doing stuff. Like <laughs> they ain't, you ain't seeing it. Like you like you ain't seeing it at all. Like you're not gonna see if they're they 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 value their their spot. Put like their spot in that sport. You ain't gonna mm-hmm. see it because they value it too much. You know what I'm saying? They're not hot. Like Dwayne don't he don't get it. Like you know, he just, just he just doesn't get it. Like that's what bothers me. He just just he just doesn't. Yeah, like I, and, I don't disagree. And for me, I'm just like if you you know you you went to number one starting quarterback yeah. to number three. Yep. Like that is a slap in the face, in my opinion. So to me, you know what it feels like already mm-hmm. to lose your job. Like you know what that feels like. No, I'm with so for it. you not to take advantage of this moment, I have a problem with that. Yeah, it's trash. Karita's trash. It's like he just—he's just—it <laughs> is what it is. I feel I have an issue with so much, you know. And I'm, I want to talk to talk, talk about the Wizards. We can like kind of jump through Carolina because it is what it is. Uh, but I'm gonna address this one thing real quick. I have an issue, like a two-part. And I mentioned a little bit in the beginning of the show. Like, I mean, I'm. Like strip parties allow on phones, that 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 gets me. I don't get that either. That's a whole different argument because usually people like to keep that stuff, especially when you got a celeb or not a local celeb or something like that. Typically, mm-hmm. they snatch phones. Like typically, they snatch phones if they have cameras on well, it. From what I've been told, I'm gonna use that caveat. From what I've been told, right? I heard that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Heard that. So okay. I'm just saying that's one, and it's the other. The other thing. <laughs> is that uh like I, I just don't like snitches you know what i'm saying so whoever mm-hmm. like who felt like i get it like yo he should have been there anyway but i just ha- i have an issue with that in t- in today's society like this dude nobody committing a crime but i mean it is what it is i, 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 it, I get was it. Sunday night it was sunday oh, night yeah. too that's what it was yeah, it was I sunday night firm. 
It was Sunday night. I knew it. It was to me, like I said, it's even worse. It's horrible. You just lost a game. And yeah. you, I mean, not to say that if you lose, it's like you can't live life. Yeah. But it just shows that you competitors, like true competitors, do not like losing. They don't. They don't. And you got to and you got to eat, sleep and drink like the sport that you're, that you're in. You know what I'm saying? And this is my thing. Like, I'm not I don't I'm not against because I've been I've been when I was younger, I was out and I've seen most of our athletes, you know, out and party and this, that and the other. So I've seen it. But those dudes ball. The athletes I saw, they ball like they were still able to play on Sundays and play at a high level. Um, so I'm my whole thought process is, bruh. If you ain't that dude, and you haven't shown to be that dude, don't even risk it. Stay your ass home. Stay your ass home. Like, especially if you're a starting quarterback trying to find your way. Like, if you're a starter, and people that you you've already got credit, you're all, already being criticized for whatever. You know, not being the best best quarterback or best whatever. Like, dude, stay home, study. Because again, if people see you out. It's the impre- it's, it's it's the optics of everything. They're gonna look at you like you ain't working hard enough. You know what I'm saying? They're gonna look at you that way. I remember when I was younger, I saw Javale McGee in the streets. I was like, dude, you a bum, and why are you in the streets? You should be in the gym working. You know what I'm saying? He's a better basketball player now, but back then, I, that's what I was thinking. I was like, yo, you should be you should be in the gym. Like, there's no there's no reason why you need to be acting like a rock star. You haven't accomplished what you want to accomplish yet, so you need to be. Yeah. You need to be in, and you need to be in the house. Be in the house, bro. But yeah, Ooh, I could definitely go on because yeah. I also saw how the girls is at the with had his jersey. Oh, the jersey? I'm telling you, yeah, trash. All of it. Trash. Like, what are you? I'm still just trying to figure <laughs> out what he was so happy about. I don't know, man. He, he probably felt that he was happy about the second half. That you know, <laughs> that second half, he threw almost 300 yards. He, no, I'm telling you, man. He just some, he just needs to table it, man. He needs to table it. I just hope he yeah, gets another. But see, that kind of takes me back to I think it was Baltimore. Yeah, where he threw it does. Through like three hundred something yards, mm-hmm. and I, I, we don't really know why he got benched, but like I heard that, like you know, after the game, they saw him kind of dabbing it up yeah, with the Ravens, but it was more, you know, it wasn't like a respect thing, like hey, good game. It was like he was out there like chatting, laughing it up, mm-hmm. and they just lost. And I think I heard something where he said that like talked about how he threw 300 yards yep. and he was talking about what he did good in the game mm-hmm. even though they lost i heard the same thing so all of this is lining up now yeah it's making sense like Don't... i thought they were just being hard on him but oh no they're not i mean Mm-mm. the maturity thing is real like i think we can all agree the maturity thing is real like yeah. no one's being hard on him it's, it's it's real like he needs to mature up but i got you okay. here to talk wizards man <laughs> that's why i got you here. i got you here to talk wizards and i'm glad and i appreciate you for being on extra to do some of this Washington football team talk. But the Wizards, season starts, goes down, Karita. Tomorrow, they take it yeah. on. They take it on Philly, Ben Simmons, Joel Embiid. Mm-hmm. Doc Rivers is, you know, is the new coach in Philadelphia. Yo, what's That's up with the Wizards? Yes. I know. What, what do fans expect from the Wizards tomorrow? You know, I think that they're going to get a much competitive much more competitive team. All right. We did see in that last preseason game a preview when they played most of their starters. Okay. We saw more of a preview of what they can really look like. Yeah. And if they keep playing like that, keep building the chemistry, 
I think there's going to be a little bit of chemistry that needs to be built. And now with Rui out, that does kind of throw it off a little bit because now they have to figure out who's the best substitute for him mm-hmm. for these next three weeks or so. Yeah. But, you know, Westbrook, as far as ball movement and, you know, assists and getting the balls to people, like he really did his thing. He took the attention off of Brad. So mm-hmm. Brad was able to make some shots. I like Denny, the new – the new rookie. Yeah, I just really like. I like his him too. Heart. Mm-hmm. He's aggressive. He don't like to lose. <laughs> That's good. You need that. No, I know. I'm saying that just because, like, we were just talking about that. Yeah. But in his press conferences, <laughs> if if Denny, I mean, and there was a game where actually Denny played well in both preseason games. Mm-hmm. He didn't play as well in the second one, yeah. but he still was. Like had a lot of stats. He was very aggressive. He he was really good on defense. Mm-hmm. Uh uh-uh. uh. He was not happy. Nice. And I like yeah. that. About I like him. that too. It was hard on himself. I think in his second game, the yeah, second game he wasn't the best. I think he shot good from three in the second game. But I like him. There's some things I you know usually when people draft when I mean when teams draft overseas players, I'm hot and you know in like the first round. Um, Typically, as an individual, you know, in the U.S., you watch, you know, college basketball. You kind of question, you know, who's this mm-hmm. individual? What does this individual bring to the table? But watching him play, um, you know, I was watching some of the clips of his, some of his clips on YouTube in terms of, you know, in, in, playing overseas and then watching him in the league. What I like about him is that, you know, he does have a playmaking mentality and he plays smart basketball. You talk about Denny. like He plays very smart basketball. And also he's a you – know, you know, he's a guy that you can run some offense around. And like you said, like, he cares. I think that's very important. Like, mm-hmm. not just to believe in your talent, but to care. Um, You mentioned something. You mentioned about Rui. So, how does this team – how does Rui being out impact this team? Well, in my opinion, I mean, Rui, he would give you at least guaranteed, like, 18 to 20 points mm-hmm. a game. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they're going to definitely miss that. I mean, I know he, Coach Brooks was talking today about possibly putting Davis in the game. He likes to take him off the bench, but he was uh, mentioning potentially starting him. Okay. You know, so, I mean, that would be a good, I think, replacement. But I, that would be seeing him in a different type of role in a sense. Then there's Anthony Gill, who I only really saw play once. Mm-hmm. But when they tried him in with the starters, he wasn't too bad. So he was the other option. But I definitely think knowing that you have Rui that is guaranteed to give you about 18, 20 points a game, not in the game for three weeks, I definitely think that's going to be missed. But also, he was another weapon mm-hmm. on the court. If you had like him, Brad, Russell, Davis, I mean that's a lot. Of, that's a lot for the other team to pay attention to. Yeah. No. So he was also just another weapon as well on the mm. court. So I think he'll he will be missed, and now they have to figure out how to adjust. But in my opinion, the Wizards are a little deeper than they've typically been. Okay. In the past couple years, so that's a positive. Like so, when you say deep, I'm a, I'm a, I'm very interested in that because I heard this on like the tele on the. On the telecast too, they said that the Wizards are really deep, like deep, in like I'm trying to really get break down this deep thing because they like they didn't like who did they add 
to make them deep. Because like Drew Gooden and folks loved, they were saying this team is very deep. And I'm like watching, and I'm like, at what position though are they deep? I feel like they have a lot more options. They definitely have um, a couple point guard okay. options with Denny. Denny can like, I like Denny versatile. a lot. I like Denny a lot. So too. he can play different positions. Like yeah. his name was floated around possibly as a replacement for Rui. I don't know if that's going to happen or mm-hmm. not. But so. he can play a couple of different positions. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Raul. Um, I don't always say his name, last name correct, but Raul Nato. Yeah, Nato. I need to talk about the point guard. Yeah. I like him. Thomas Bryant has now has a backup center with Lopez. Yeah, I like Lopez. So, I mean, there's just kind of a little bit more to work with, like if someone gets hurt. Got you. No, I hear what you're saying. I don't feel – yeah. Defense is still a problem, though, period. Yeah. <laughs> It is. It's just to, when you watch, there, there, to me, there's a big difference when Russ comes out the game. I think, I think you can kind of see it. Uh, I think they run smoother when Russ is in the game. Uh, yeah, that surprised me a little bit because the energy level kind of changed when yeah. Russ wasn't in the game. And to me, I understand what he brings to the table. Like that energy is a part of it. Yeah. But you can't lose that. Just because he's not in the game. Facts, facts. Oh, I agree. I agree. You're listening and to. And Coach ahead. Brooks said, mm-hmm. "We'll see how this plays out." Because Brooks said that he wasn't going to have Russell play back to back. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like, does this team compete at a high level when he's not in the game? You know what I mean? Like, because you see it, you mm-hmm. got a you got a sample size of what this team is about with just Bradley Bill. Like, you know. Bill plays well, but the other guys don't bring it to the same level. But you see when Russ is out there, you know, those other guys tend to play at a higher level. Like, they feed off of him. So I'm interested to see when he does. I want to see, like, when Russ doesn't play, like, how that impacts the team. You know what I'm saying? Like, how that impacts the whole team. Well, we didn't see him in the first two preseason games. And honestly, when you saw him in the third preseason he good. game, he good, the man. energy – I mean that that the energy, the ball moving, they just looks so much better. It felt like more intense, if that made sense. No, I agree. I agree. You know what I'm saying? I just felt like I felt like the people who were covering it. I mean, not like the telecast. I thought they were a little extra. Like they kept saying, like Russ is this, Russ, and I, and I like. And I thought Russ was amazing oh, they too. They were. A they were a little extra. extra. I thought they were doing too much. <laughs> I thought it was throwing shade to somebody else on the lows. I was like. Dude wasn't even playing last. Like the dude that y'all trying to, th- I'm not gonna say his name. I'm not gonna disrespect because I like the dude and I'm not gonna put that out, that energy out there. But dude wasn't even playing last year and he was one of the best point guards in the game when he was healthy. So y'all acting like the ball wasn't moving when he was here healthy. So I, I, I just didn't like that. I just well, you know, right. So <laughs> I would agree with that. Um, it's interesting because Dwayne Casey, the Pistons head coach, yeah. when they asked him about, you know, what do you think about a backcourt with Russell and Brad? Yeah. You know, he was like, they're going to be a problem, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. But then he also was like, but it's not to say it wasn't like that. With, exactly. With John. Exactly. That's he what I'm saying. I agree. John just had bad luck with injury. There you go. That's what I'm saying. Like, uh, it, it was just so too I much So I did like that. Like, he addressed the question, yeah. but he also put in there, one thing he said it twice, 
that, you know, he basically was like, they got a good point guard. They exchanged a point guard, yeah. a good point guard for another good point That's guard. Facts. So it really was like an even exchange. Yeah, I mean, if Russ is triple-double Russ, I always like, I, I'm not going to argue and lie. Like, he's better than John. Like, I'm not going to say he's not. Like, triple-double Russ. triple-double Yeah, if he's triple-double Russ, he's better than, mm-hmm. he's better than Brad. He's the best. He's one of the best players in the league. It's not a knock on anybody else. But I just didn't like the like the term and it made it seem like John was a ball hog. I didn't really like that. Like I didn't that and I liked it. I'm what you just told me, that's pretty much my assessment of it. It's like you pretty much you had another good quarter you had a good point guard and you're replaced by another good one who typically gets other people involved too. So he does the same thing. But you know, Russ is Russ is Russ. So I, I, ain't, I ain't knocking it, but Russ brought the energy. He was definitely on, on top of his game. You're listening to the Urban Sports Scene, part of Sports Journey, sportsjourney.com. Right now, I'm chatting with Sports Journey's Wizards reporter, Karita Parks. So, Karita, what player should Washington fans be uh, – what what's an underrated a player that, you know, will catch Washington fans off guard? That's going to ball out, but people wouldn't, wouldn't know about. Mm, underrated. Who is in a ball out that people didn't, wouldn't know about? Ooh. So I'm not going to force myself to don't, don't force question. it. Because I'm trying to think. I don't know at this moment, underrated, that people wouldn't expect. Yeah. Because I think, you know, we talked about Denny. I yeah. like him. Mm-hmm. But I think people kind of expect that he's, after seeing him, Yeah. I think they kind of expect that. But. What about Troy Brown? Maybe, maybe Troy Brown yeah. Jr. I was just about to say that. Okay. Maybe Troy Brown Jr. Okay. Because he has a little competition now. Yeah, he do. He and do. we, I mean, we did see in the preseason, he had, you know, he was, he did well. And he was a little more aggressive than usual, mm-hmm. which I think we've been waiting for. So I actually take that back. Um, he, I would say, Troy Brown Jr., I think he'll surprise us this year. All right. So now that this, this is probably my last question for you. If this team doesn't make the postseason, and they should, I mean, a lot of people think they should. Is where, Scott Brooks gone? Where is, are you going with this? <laughs> is, Scott Brooks, is Scott Brooks, is he, what's, what's up with Scott Brooks? Is he gone? If they don't make the playoffs this year, I'm gone? going to say yes. You okay. know why? 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 Because I personally think at this point they value Bradley Beal mm-hmm. more than anybody. Got you. That Just mean, that's my assessment. No, I, I don't think that's. I think that's. I think that's one hundred and ten percent correct. I think they do. <laughs> they don't want to lose him, so I feel like they. I mean, we saw that with John. That's what I'm saying. That's why like I agree. That's I totally agree. To yeah, I agree. <laughs> to be able to keep him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm with wow. you. I'm with you. I think, yeah, I think if, if put, put it this way, if Brad, if they don't make the postseason and Brad is not pro pro Brooks, if he's not like fighting for Brooks, yeah, then Brooks is gone. If Brad is fighting for Brooks, then Brooks stays. That's how I look at it. Because like to your point. I don't think we're going to see him. I don't know. I could be wrong, but I don't think we'll see him fight because he just wants to win. Yeah, he want to win. Yeah, I agree. He wants to win. You know what I mean? But winning has to, there's got to be sacrifices to winning. I think, I think mm-hmm. all players gotta understand that. Like, it's cool to get, it's cool to drop thirty on every give on every given night, but there are sacrifices to it to this day. Sometimes you scoring twenty five and getting some other people some shots gets you more Ws. So it's a sacrifice to this thing. Like some people, it depends what team you are, or what team, what, what players you do have. So if you need to get, 
you want to get more confidence to Denny to get more shots, then you you may want to pass some shots off and give to Denny. Um, You know what I'm saying? Same for Thomas Bryant, though. He needs to stop shooting three-point shots. I don't care if he makes a couple. He needs to stop shooting them threes. Um, You know, (laughs) like players like that, you know what I'm saying? You can get more confidence. So, But, yeah, Brad is definitely – Brad does want to win. You can see the desire. All right, but Karita, I appreciate you for jumping on the show. Uh, What's popping with Sports Journey and also for you – in terms of your writing for Sports Sports Journey. What's going on with Double Take Sports, man? Yeah, so still writing for both. Writing okay. for Sports Journey, that's where you can find my Wizards content for Double Take Sports. I write about all sports, so you can find, well, mostly all sports. You can find football, <laughs> NBA, you can find some college, a little bit WNBA, but quite a bit of writing going on there. So be sure to follow me and support my work at Double Take Sports. That's DBL Take Sports. And how can folks catch you on social media? Say that again. How can folks are and how can folks catch you on social media? So you can catch me on social media at Carita C Parts. That's C A R I T A. Carita C Parts on all platforms. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, at DBL Take Sports for Double Take Sports. Mm-hmm. And I also tweet all of my articles and all of my writing under my Carita Parts tagline. So you'll see Sports Journey and everything mm-hmm. that I do on my profile. Yeah, Carita got some hot, hot takes. She's awesome. She has great stuff. Big things popping for Carita Parts. FYI, <laughs> letting y'all know this. You know what I mean? I, I actually give her a hard time with the Lakers or whatnot, but you know what I mean? She she does she does a darn thing. Used to. That was just last week. Uh, why we got to put that out there now? You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> why we got to put that I'm annoying right Talking now? Talking about used to. I tried oh, it. I, okay. Why we got to do that now? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I did it last week. I do it to a lot of people. I'm a troller. That's what happens. I troll. All yes, right. we know. I am a troll. All <laughs> right. Hey, Karina, thanks for being on. Appreciate you. <laughs> no problem. Thanks for having me. All right. You take it easy. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Oh, man. Again, that is that that was that was Karita Parks. Make sure you follow her on Twitter at Karita C. Parks. Again, at Karita C. Parks. The NBA season is back. Host. Of the Above the Rim podcast, just Blaze about to be on the show. I'm going to talk to him after the break. You're listening to the Urban Sports Sign for ages. Yeti deuces. Listening to the urban sports scene with myself, Wale, Will T, and Ray Jeezy are out. Man, nothing. It's nothing like listening to the old school NBA on NBC song. Ain't nothing like it. That's why I always gotta play it for this segment because it's all that other. T, well, TNT's all right, but all that other stuff, that ESPN stuff, 
ABC, whatever you want to call it, ain't nothing like the NBA on NBC. That theme song is is legendary. All right, right now I have host of the Above the Rim podcast, Just Blaze on the line. What's good, man? Yo, what's good, my brother? Appreciate you for having me on, man. We back, man. He's back, brother. I know. I'm excited, man. I'm watching this Brooklyn game, and KD is like the old KD. This is what makes me happy about seeing, possibly seeing my man John Wall uh, tomorrow night, man. Like, this is what I'm talking about. You get an Achilles, and you can still ball like this. It's amazing. Yeah, it, it, it really is, man. And, and I'm looking at him right now. The boy looking good, man. Yeah. He's, he's looking clean. He's moving well. Mm-hmm. He, you know what's crazy? He was already damn six foot eleven, damn near seven feet. But he looked like he he got about two inches taller. He do man. look taller, man. Because he looked taller. He looked lanky. Yeah, like, man. Extra tall, like he looks seven uh, seven one two guard right yeah, now. Yeah, man. He he's scary. It's and crazy. It is, and you know what makes it even scarier? Like you always kind of wonder. You know how the whole Kyrie playing with KD thing's going to work out. You know what I'm saying? Who's going to have the ego? Because you saw, like not who with ego, but you saw a little bit like a point guard, a point guard with Kevin Durant and Russ and Russell uh, Russell Westbrook years ago. And nothing against Russ or anything like that. But sometimes when an individual, you know, when you got a talent like Kevin Durant, I call it an automatic mismatch. And then you got a guard like Kyrie or Russ. It's hard when you attempt it like that to defer to, you know, somebody like KD. But what I watched in the beginning of this game, like, they were deferring. Like, um, Russ, I mean, um, Kyrie was deferring. He was letting KD go to yeah. work early. And then he stepped in and, you know, did his thing. So, and the way this team's operating, and I know it's just the first game. And I don't like to go, you know, trying to gas up a first game or whatnot, especially with the Warriors that they don't have all their guns anyway. But the way they're playing basketball is smooth, bruh. It, it it really is. It really is. I I, I like the offense that Stephen Ash is putting together. Mm-hmm. But um, those were some good things. But I do have a couple of little gripes with them. I'm, I'm not really a I'm not really a fan of. I wrote it on Twitter that I'm not a fan of the starting lineup with starting Dinwiddie. Yeah, no. Um, over Levert. Mm-hmm. So, but I I get why he's doing it because Levert is such a dynamic scorer. He can't control that second unit. Mm-hmm. But to me personally, I would um I would start Levert. But then pull him out early, yeah. and then pull him back like in that. to control that second unit with a Dinwiddie, mm-hmm. because um, I see when Dinwiddie, Durant, and Kyrie is on the floor, um, Dinwiddie kind of has to take a step back. Either Dinwiddie or Kyrie kind of has to take that step back, mm-hmm. step back and be off ball um, along with Joe Harris. And I think to maximize them a little bit more and to make that second unit a little bit more fluid, mm-hmm. I will put Dinwiddie um, back on the bench. But uh, but they winning so. I guess it don't even matter. No, but no, to a point, I think you have a valid point. I, it, it depends who you play, right? Like, this line of works yeah. against Golden State, but when you play against better competition, or I mean, because yeah. to me, Golden State, and I've always been a dude that's been hard on Draymond Green, but watching this game, he's, this is a game that Draymond Green is actually needed because they don't run their offense, whoever they're run, they're not running offense through the correct people. Um, so when Draymond's mm-hmm. there, they can run offense through Draymond. But anyway, like when they're playing, say against some of the powerhouse teams we talked about in the, in the West, like say the like the the Lakers or the Clippers, the Nuggets, or even in the East when they're playing, we're talking about the that's even the Sixers, right? The Sixers, the Milwaukee, the Milwaukee Bucks, teams like that. You're gonna need that third score ASAP, and you may can't wait for the bench. Yeah. You're gonna need them ASAP. And to your point, I do like that because the Lakers do that, and I'm, I'm, I'm a Lakers fan, but still, I'm, I'm gonna use this as an example. The Lakers do that with LeBron and AD, right? Like, they don't mm-hmm. – one of those dudes – I mean, LeBron comes out pretty early, and he's now playing with the second unit 
when he, when he comes out, right? Um, so like if you take one of those dudes out, if you take out, like you said, but you can take out, but you are, you got, you're in the luxury of taking out Lavert early enough where he can still play with the first unit and, and still be the man in the second unit. Yeah. I like yeah. that. That's a good idea. They got four, they got, they got four guys there. Yeah. Four, four, four primary playmakers that they can use. Usually that is a, a luxury. Yes. That is a real luxury for any team. So the fact that they can do that, I, I, I feel like for defensive purposes, because Kyrie can cook anytime he needs, anytime yeah. he wants. KD can cook anytime he wants. So, and then you got to get Joe Harris some touches. Oh man, I think Joe Harris is good too, man. Yeah. Yeah. So you forget Joe Harris is even there when you got Dinwiddie and Kyrie and KD both come in and touches. So I feel like it's better balance um, in that way. And and Dinwiddie and Levert can both kill second unit. Yeah. And and my issue, like, see, I am a Levert fan. Real talk, I just think the Levert. Mm-hmm. My, I, I, it's it, it's hard. It's hard to be a player like Levert. I'm gonna say that in this situation, yeah, because you were borderline. I don't even say borderline. I feel like on another team you would be an All Star. On another team you're an All Star. I can honestly say that. I feel like yeah. if you get the touches, because I'm about you know points per minute. What do you do? You know, in that situation, and Levert showed you when everybody's out. If you make him the guy. Like, dude, he's just as he's a just as big a score as some of these young dudes that everybody talks about. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. he is just as good. Like, real talk, just as good. And so, you know, to 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 have that showcase to showcase your ability last season, and now you're coming off the bench. It's different. It's different than a Kyle Kuzma because Kyle Kuzma when he was on a bad team putting up stats, right? Levert was actually putting up stats on a team that was trying to get to the postseason. That's totally different. Um, so, like, yeah. you know, like, his scoring isn't just scoring. It's impactful scoring. Yeah. You know what I'm it saying? Is. I agree. You know what I'm saying? Is. I agree. And, and, and when you brought up Levert, I compare Levert, like, to Zach Levine. Yes. Like how Zach Levine is mm-hmm. a two-guard who can put up crazy scoring stats on the Bulls because he gets those touches. Yeah. I feel like if they swap places, Levert has the same exact uh, uh, talent. Facts. That he can, that he can score twenty to twenty five on a bad team. Yes, easily, yeah. and I'm telling easily, easy score twenty five plus on a bad team. Um, so for you, what are some of the major storylines going on here? Um, going into the season. Yep, going into the season. Yeah. Um. Uh, well, I'm definitely checking checking for those Suns, man. I got to see how my boy, uh, CP3 does. Uh-huh. Uh, we're galvanizing that young team with that young nucleus over yeah. there, Phoenix. How, how um. How much he um he accelerates the career of Devin Booker because he averaged twenty six last year. I'm seeing Devin Booker. I'm hoping he gets to about twenty six to twenty nine. Mm-hmm. Will be nice and 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 another All NBA. I don't know if he's All NBA last. Year. I think he was just an All Star. All Star, yeah. I think an All NBA All NBA nine should be the goal for um Devin Booker mm-hmm. um this year and obviously the playoffs and and trying to get at least a home court advantage. But I'm going to see how he um accelerates his career and how he um. Also helped out DeAndre Ayton oh, take a leap forward yeah. because he he was eighteen and ten last year without CP yes. on a on a on a on a, uh, on a on a weird season. So this year, I actually need him to really be aggressive. Um, I the first couple of preseason games, preseason games, he's done okay. Yeah, but I need him to do a little bit better because he's a big boy and and he doesn't have enough aggression for me. I need no. him to really get to at least DeAndre Jordan level aggression. 
at least. I, I agree. You know what's so wild about that dude, though, for real talk? Like, that dude is so freaking mm. talented. I didn't know. I actually yeah. watched him play. Well, I watched the preseason game. And, I, I mean, I, I knew he was talented in Arizona. When I watched him in Arizona, I, I, I thought he could be rookie of the year. I, I, he's gifted. But what he does in the block, yo, he can shoot from either either shoulder in the post. Soft touch. Soft touch. And he and yeah. I'm with you. Like, he he know what know what for real like one he's not mean enough I agree with you, and secondly some people just don't know how good they are I'm I'm dead ass serious some people just don't know how yeah, good they are yeah. and he don't know how good he is like because he should be a dude that easily drops 20, 20 points a game and I know it's hard when you got Devin Booker yeah. on your team because Devin Booker is just an all he a bucket he a bucket getter like he's just a flat out yeah. bucket getter but he should easily score 20, 20 plus on limited shots because he really there's no big in the league. That can really guard his his work his work his offensive tool set. I'm serious. There's no big. He's big man. Yeah. He's a big guy. He's yeah. a sleep on his side. Mm-hmm. He's a solid seven one. Yeah. Tall too. With skill. So, with skill yeah, though, with man. Skill. With so, skill. He just he just a little he just a little too soft. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh. Uh. From my view right now, but that's why Chris Paul is brought there. You need to tough him up, and also Jay Crowder also yeah. as well. Yeah. Those who their job. It's to toughen him up, and he needs to be at least borderline all-star level for oh, the Suns yeah. to get to where they need to be. He has to be 20, I'm going to say 2010. He got to be 2010. Yeah, he should be. He should be. He should yeah. be. Real talk, he, if yeah. he's not, he's disrespecting his talent. Exactly. He's, seriously. Exactly. He's, seriously. Like, that's, I, I, what, I, what, what I saw, nah, that's, you're disrespecting your own talent. Like, especially if you have Chris Paul, because one thing I saw on Chris Paul was on the floor, he got him easy buckets. Like, so that's one thing CP3, and we know this, man, that's just what he does, man. He gives you, if you were big, he gives you easy buckets. He did the same thing with, De- with David West in, in New Orleans and Tyson Chandler. He did it, he did it with DeAndre Jordan and, uh, and Blake in, in the, with the Clippers. Um, he did it with Steven Adams and with OKC. He's just, the dude just, that's what he does. He gives you easy buckets. So he, he's gonna do that for DeAndre, for De- DeAndre Ayton. The only thing about, again, it gets to DeAndre Ayton is about, like you said, for real, it's the want to be a dog. And you kids can't play like a punk. Like, really, I'm with you. He plays off. I'm not going to let He plays off. And yeah. Monty Williams pretty yeah. much said it, too, like, on, on a presser. Like, we need him to play a little tougher. And, you know, that's basically cold for a coach telling you that, hey, you need to man up. So, yeah, I, I, I need somebody to yell at him. CP got to yell at him a few more times, man. Well, every game, I need him to yell at him. Every <laughs> game until he gets it. <laughs> no, he definitely will. I hope he does. on him. Somebody got a boss on him. I hope so, man. You're listening to the Urban Sports League, part of Sports Journeys, sportsjourney.com. Right now, I'm chatting with host of the Above the Rim podcast, Just Blaze. So, which, who's that rookie you want to see? Man, I'm checking for LaMelo, man. Well, okay. Two, two rookies. I'm checking. I'm checking for one Lamelo. Okay. I actually got him as my rookie of the year pick. Okay. Um, I'm 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 excited to see what he's gonna bring to the table, man. He's been looking real electric in preseason. Yeah. I know he's coming off the bench right now, but I feel like he should really be starting, or or at least at least take that take that starting spot within the first fifteen to twenty games. Mm-hmm. Um, over over Terry Rozier, I feel like he's stealing money over oh, there. Oh my, big time, year, big play, time. Man. I like Lamelo when he comes in the game. He gives that team a motor that mm-hmm. they didn't have. Um, he comes uh, when as soon as he comes in, he pushes up the pace. Um, they have a lot of athletes on the corner, so they all, it all looks like they all get excited when he comes in the game. Like they're ready to run. <laughs> Everyone knows that they're touching a rock at that point. So I'm definitely looking looking forward to him. 
Um, see what he's gonna do. And my man Obi Toppin over here in New York. Okay, so y'all like Obi. Um, you like Obi? Yeah. Okay. I like Obi, man. Okay. I like him, man, from Dayton. I, I, I like him, man. He's he's got the right he's got the right attitude. Uh-huh. Um, he's a Brook, he's a Brooklyn cat, so you know we gotta show him love there. Okay. I gotta show him love. But um, yeah, man, he plays with a a really good power and a really good uh aggression uh-huh. um that I need. So I know a lot of people are comparing him to Amari Stoudemire, but this again too, I've, I've been comparing him to Kenyon Martin. I feel yeah. like he really is a really good comp to Kenny Martin. Okay. Um, he just got to up his, his, his uh, defensive intensity and his I'm about defensive IQ. If you're talking about yeah. intensity, I mean, you talk, if you're going to compare him to Kmart, that's a whole different yeah. mentality, bro. <laughs> yeah, yeah but, he, but he dunks with some force. Yeah, he does, he though. He does. Good touches. He, but the problem is, well, not really a problem. What he needs, though, is a point guard that can get him in those right spots, yeah. like how Amari did, like how Kenny Kenyon has. Yeah. Um, he doesn't have that because we know the Knicks don't have a point guard. But um, hopefully in time they get one because that's going to be the key to unlocking him. But I feel like he's still going to have a decent season um, as a rookie. And yeah. I like him, man. Yeah. I like him. No, he's. I, he, I like. I mean, I, I liked his. You know, his, how he responded during draft day. You know what I mean? Um, I, yeah. I, it was like, dude, dude wants it, man. And I, I always look. I love a kid who wants it. You know what I'm saying? You could tell. Certain folks, you know, they just feel like they're talented. But you can tell when a dude got a drive. Like, he wants it. He wants to be good. He wants to be great. And something about, you know, when you when, when folks were checking for you, you know, going to college, you you play with a different mentality, man. Like, you hungry. You're always hungry. Yeah. You got a tapeworm mentality. And I just think that dude does. Yeah. I agree with you. I think he has a tapeworm mentality. I mean, I like Wiseman. be honest with you, I mean, I love Wiseman. But the issue, like, I, I'm w- watching this game is, like, really pissed me off. Cause I see it watching this Golden State game. I was like, "Yo, he he needs he needs uh, Draymond. Like Wiseman needs a Draymond. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause yeah. everybody else ain't gonna look for him on that role, but Draymond will find him on that role. And you know that role in Oop, like what he used to do with um McGee and all the, all the other bigs in Golden State um had in the past. So yeah, he needs Draymond. You know what I mean? They don't have they don't have an individual without Draymond that they can run offense through for real. Like Steph is the point guard, but she, it's a different style. It's a different style of running offense, right? You know what I'm saying? Like you're looking yeah. to get Steph. Not off. A, he, Steph is not a facilitator. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So they're gonna, he's going to miss somebody like that. I like I like Wiseman. Um, not a big fan of uh, Edwards in Minnesota. I'm not a big fan at all. <laughs> Me neither. Okay. Me I'm a, neither. Okay. Me neither. I'm not gonna lie. I, I, you know what's crazy? I don't even know how much Bernie's going to get this year. Me neither, bro. They, they're, a little, they're a little crowded over there in the backcourt. Yeah. So I still feel like it was a weird, a weird pick for them anyway. I yeah. feel like they just picked them just to pick them. Yeah, because I watched him play, and and I like – don't get me wrong. I get, you know, being an athlete, but sometimes you just got to show me some skill with it, bro. You just can't be an athlete. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah. I ain't. I, I wasn't vibing him. Lamelo. I I just want to see. I want to see more. You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, I grew up idolizing Magic Johnson. You know, Jason Kidd is one of my favorite ball players. Um, too. Um, so that that style always is always. Gonna, I'm always gonna endear myself to that type of style. But I do want to see yeah. more of it. You know what I mean? Because because you know, like Lonzo had that style too. But the difference between him and Lon, him and Lonzo is that because I like Lonzo too. But the difference between him and Lonzo is that Lamelo got that it. Like he got mm-hmm. that it, like he about it. Like Lonzo, they don't have personality. that. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm talking about. Personality. Like Lamelo got it. Like he got that it personality. Lonzo just go with the motion. Like Lonzo go with the motion. Uh, Lamelo, he feels it. Like he feels like he it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah, you respect that. Um, 
Lonzo should be ashamed, man, if Lamelo coming and pass up over him in the first year. He should. He should. But I will, I will get credit for Lonzo. I'll get credit to Lonzo in this aspect that you know, I again, I like individuals who take their craft serious. Like so, year one, you know that Jay was broke. Uh, year two, he decided to fix it. We're trying to get the hitch out of it. And even this season, like this this year now, um, he's he's concentrated on trying to go to the basket, finish at the rim, you know, shoot flow to shoot mid range shots, not just trying to sh- off the high screen, just shoot a, a deep shoot a three. Now he's willing to go pull up from the mid range shot. So you could tell like he's really worked on his game. You know what I mean? From preseason. From preseason, you could tell he's worked on his game. But yeah, I'm with you. Lamelo's somebody that can really do some things for real. So I need a pre I need a yeah. prediction real quick from from you. If, all right, do you think the, if the Lakers? Do you think Lakers will repeat? If not, well, give me your prediction of who's going to get to the finals and who's going to win the chip. Yeah, I know you're going to put me on the spot. <laughs> I know you go. I know you're going to look, man. You're my home here. I got you. I, I know, man. I'm gonna tell you what my heart is, and I'm gonna tell you what my head is. Yeah. <laughs> my head, now nah, my head is telling me Lakers, Nets. I know, head, right? I know. That's what my head is telling uh-huh. me. But my heart, though, <laughs> my heart, though. Let me tell you, all right, all right, we're here, bro. In the West, yeah. Sons. Okay. Right? Okay. <laughs> yes. That's what my heart is telling me. I feel you. In the east. Yeah. In the east. The Celtics, man. Really? The Celtics? Yeah. But 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 I'm really nervous about that Celtics thing. Honestly, I'm I'm really my head my heart is also telling me the Nets too in the East. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Celtics yeah. is, is more I'm rooting for them. Um, because I do feel like Jason Tatum is going to take another step forward in this year, and I call him a top ten player on my show. Yeah. I say he's a top ten player in the league, so mm-hmm. I think he's going to take another leap. But um, I do think the Nets are going to be too much for the Celtics, too much firepower. So, like I said, my heart, Nets, Suns, my head, Nets, Blazers. I'm gonna go with that. Yeah, I like that, man. You know it's tough, man. Like I, you know what? After I, I wanted, see, I've always cause I like Brad Stevens a lot, so I've always wanted to pick Boston. It's crazy. I'm a Lakers fan, but I do respect Boston. What Boston got? And I like Boston's young talent too. Um, but I don't know. It's just I think some, they got better though. Huh? I think they got better without hate. I think I think they did too. I think addition by subtraction. Yo, I agree with you. I think sometimes you can't have. I feel like sometimes people have too much talent. You dig what I'm saying? Like. So your rotations aren't defined. Yeah. Now your rotations defined correctly, and everybody knows their role. You know what I'm saying? Like now you don't feel obli- mm-hmm. you don't feel obligated to get Hayward scoring play. I mean, off- you don't have to feel obligated to run offense for uh, for Gordon Hayward. Hayward. You don't have so you can do whatever you want to. Now you can have a role player play that role. So I'm with you. Like it, I think they're a better team without. And I like and I like Gordon Hayward. Like I actually like his game. Um, but me too. But I, I'm with you though, bro. Like I think he needed to go. Like he needed to go. Like it is what it is. Yeah. So. They should be better. I just want – I want in the postseason, I want them to play smarter, though, as a team. Like, I feel regular season, they play yeah. hard, but I need them to play smarter. Like, there's times they don't play yeah. smart basketball. You got individuals who are trying to get theirs, and you can tell, and they feel a certain way. Yeah. Um, and that's the issue. Because you let Brad coach it, it's going to work. Like, let him coach it. You know what I'm saying? It's going to work. You know what I'm saying? So, But, yeah, I like that one. I actually, you know, it's crazy. Like, I, I feel like – see, my thought process is always like – in the West, and I'm always about a team going through the going through the journey and then showing improvement every year. And you, we talked about this on on mm-hmm. Twitter. Like 
So my heart, like got di- like got the Lakers, right? It got the Lakers, right? Mm-hmm. Winning all and everything. Mm-hmm. But this Denver Nuggets team mm-hmm. scares the bejesus out of me because of this Bobo kid. Ah. <laughs> like ah. I you think, think he's gonna play though? Oh yeah, Bobo playing this year. He playing? He better. Oh, he playing. They all playing. Like it's one thing, and then they, and then they drafted Hampton too. Man, some something about Frank. Yeah. Something about this team. They don't play with young talent. When they see it, they get it. They don't play. So it's something about an opportunity to have that, that, them having Porter and Bobo. Like I'm telling you, like that team scares me. And them dudes getting better. They got a nice young team, man. Yeah, they getting better. But I'm with you, man. I mean, in terms of Phoenix, I, I we had this discussion. I think Phoenix can can go high, man. They can go high. I think yeah. they got everything. I know. Un- I know. I'm reaching. But, I know. I'm bruh, reaching with that. It's all one, good. I, I feel it. <laughs> but let me tell you. That, let me put it this way, bro. And this is why. I, I, and this is all I actually because we both got respect for Chris Paul. So let me tell you, like, yeah. and for folks listening to, like, everybody before last season, yeah, before last season, folks had OKC as a lottery team, a lottery team, a lottery mm-hmm. team. They end up being a four, five, like five with a fifth seed or the fourth seed. Mm-hmm. They end up being a yeah. So that lets you know already what Chris Paul can do. <laughs> and you added Devin Booker to that equation. That lets you know already what Chris Paul is about. So, yeah, man, I wouldn't be surprised if they compete, you know, for a top spot in the West in, in terms of high seeds. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Like, you're adding one of the best It's players. all going to be about matchups. Yeah. Yeah. So, if you the add one of the best. will be about matchups, I think. Definitely, man. But, hey, I appreciate you being on. Before I let you go, man, let our listeners uh, know about the next pod you got going on and where they can, and where they can find it and also how they can catch you on social media. Um, yeah, my brother. Well, first off, I appreciate the invite. As always, my brother, you know it's always a good time when we talk to who. Definitely. You know we always talking shit in that Slack channel. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man. So find me out on Twitter, uh, family, at JustBlaze, underscore 513, J-U-S-B-L-A-Z-E, underscore 513, on IG, same, JustBlaze 513. Um, above the Rim podcast every Wednesday. Getting back on the schedule now. Awesome. Um, I definitely got to have you on, my brother. I'm making my whole new schedule for the new season. So look out for my invites for me and my brother. You on? We definitely gotta talk. I gotta talk some wizards. With oh, we gonna do that. We definitely. gonna do that. We gonna do that. I got a lot. Of- wizards and John Wall. Oh man, bro, we, we talking talk Wall, man. You know it. I'm talking yeah. Wall, man. That's Wall my dude. Wall wizards is your episode, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that. I appreciate you, dude. <laughs> yes, sir. My man. All right, all right, man. You stay blessed, man. Appreciate you as always. Take it easy, my all brother. Right. Stay blessed. Have all a good right. one, man. Same here, man. Happy holidays. Me too. Hey, it's my man. That's my man. That's my man. Just Blaze, man. Thanks again for him being on. I appreciate him so much. Make sure you follow um, Just Blaze on Twitter. That's at Just Blaze underscore 513. At Just Blaze underscore 513. All right, time to talk boxing. Will we see Triple G Canelo 3? Johnny Signorella will join me to discuss this. After the break, you're listening to the Urban Sports Saint for ages. You dig? Deuces.
Overtime with the Urban Sports Scene. With Wole, Will T, and Ray Jeezy are out. We're part of Sports Journey, so check us out at sportsjourney.com. Oh, man, we had a busy day of boxing. Awesome day of boxing over the weekend. Not day, but a busy weekend of boxing. Let me correct myself. But right now, we have boxing expert Johnny Signorella on the line. What's good, Johnny? Hey, what's up, man? Thanks for having me on. Happy holidays to everyone out there. You oh, and yours. Oh, thank you, man. Same here. Appreciate it. To you, to you and your family. Um, thank you, brother. No problem. No problem. All right, man. Johnny, first off, what's been going on, man? Haven't had you on for a minute. What's, what's been going on? Chilling, hanging out, watching old school martial arts movies, a mm. lot of boxing, playing video games, mm-hmm. chilling with the family, looking forward to the holidays and just being uh, thankful for everything that we have. And I hope that uh, a lot of people out there that are listening and yourself and your family included are uh, enjoying the holiday season and things are well and everyone is healthy. Oh, thank you. Yeah, same here. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, we're all doing well. How about the show? How's the show going? The show's going great, man. Thank you for asking. I uh, had a lot of people on this year, whether it be actors, boxers, musicians, just people from uh, all walks of life and picking their brain. And uh, the thing is about what's going on in this world right now, bro, is I'll tell you, like, there's a lot of opportunity to be creative and connect with people mm-hmm. and have meetings with friends from back home and get to know people, you know, uh, a lot better than, you know, you thought you might have knew them before and just connect. And uh, for this year, it's been great in my show. And I, I think I've had on some guests that I probably would have had on at a later point. But because we all got so much time on our hands, we're getting them sooner than later. Oh, definitely. And Johnny, and Johnny, the name of the show for, for my listeners, so to make sure they know the name of the show. Thank you, brother. It's a sit down with Johnny Sig. And there's also a bunch of other shows on the platform. You can find it on uh, what I call the Life Network. Mm-hmm. It's on um, iHeart, Spotify, iTunes. And I really appreciate the plug, bro. Thank oh, you. No, no problem. Look, it was, it's, it's all love here. You're in, you know that. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. So I'm going to get to Friday fight night. Gennady uh, Golovkin, Triple G, K- TKO'd uh, Camille Sharometa in the seventh round to retain his IBF middleweight middleweight title. What were your thoughts on that fight? You know, I'm not going to say he played with his food, but the problem was he should have got that guy out of there. Really? You thought so? You thought so? I I thought so. A couple knockdowns obviously happened. And, you know, I mean, he looked like the Triple G that we uh, were used to Mm -hmm. seeing back in the day. You know, he's dropping people. He looks explosive. He looks powerful. Um, being that most of the people, including myself in the world, did not know the other guy and not the poo-poo <laughs> on the other guy. Yeah, I got you. you yeah. know? I get it. <laughs> but it's like, nobody knew who it was. And the fact that he's doing this during pandemic, you know, cool. I, I cannot poo-poo on any fighter mm-hmm. that's out there right now uh, trying to make a living, just like I can't do that for anyone that's out there trying to make a living mm-hmm. in these crazy times. I thought Triple G uh, did what he was supposed to do eventually. He got his man out mm-hmm. um, a little later than I wanted. But then again, you know, you can't have your cake and eat it too. So at the same time, I, I thought G looked decent. But, you know, segueing it to Canelo, which yeah. uh, popped off on Saturday, he looked phenomenal to me. I thought, you see, I thought they both looked great. I thought Triple G, 
I just his, like you said, he liked the old Triple G, and for just regardless of the, the knockdowns for me, it was more that his punches they were so compact and so crisp, right? They weren't wild, they were under control punches. It was just yeah, and I, I, yeah, I thought he was gonna get him out earlier. To be honest with you, yeah, I'm with you on that. You would want him to be want him to get his to get the dude out of there early, but it was just impressive. And then to Canelo, oh my God, if anybody had to, to doubt it, who's the best pound for pound boxer in the game? Jeez. Jeez, that's all I'm that's all I'm gonna say about Canelo. Like that guy in the game now, I don't think there's anybody better than Canelo Alvarez. And you know I like Earl. His, and you know I like Earl. <laughs> oh, I love Earl. And you know, absolutely. And and I want to talk about that if we have time a little sure, bit. Sure, we later. do. We do. For for Canelo oh, awesome. Mm. For Canelo, I mean, he was aggressive, a great jab. Um, you know, the body attack, which is always there. He had a game plan. Mm-hmm. You know, he dominated. He stood right in front of Smith um, and flipped punches while standing in front, yes. something that he learned from Floyd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yes. like, mm-hmm. just face facts there, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, he had great defense overall, and I, I think uh, for him, you know, moving forward, he, again, he did what he was supposed to do that night. Uh, we look at the multiple weight classes where Canelo's fought, and everyone asked me, Johnny, Johnny, what do you think's next for Canelo? Well, we got to look at multiple weight classes. Mm-hmm. 160, Andre, Charlo, or Munguia. Maybe Triple G again. 168, Caleb Plant, who's got an assignment against Caleb Trurup coming up. Uh, David Benavides, uh, which would be a super explosive fight. Yes. Uh, and if we go to 175, now we're talking monsters here. Yeah. Evolve, better BF, who is I mean, 15 and oh, with 15 KOs. Uh, Gilberto Ramirez, 41 and 0. And then you got, you know, blue collar guy, Joe Smith. Uh, if you look at those fighters I mentioned, 10 people, guys, mm-hmm. I know it's a lot to process. Only two of them have been defeated. If you look at the other eight in Andre, Charlo, Manguia, Plant, you know, Benavidez, Bivol, Benerbiev, and Ramirez, they haven't lost a fight. Mm. No, he's, again, it's, a, it's, a, it's definitely, there's a lot for him to fight. There's a lot out there for him. The dude is just, he's just an elite talent, man. He just, it is what it is. I, just, I think he's a machine, to be honest with you. When I look at Canelo, he's just a machine because he's willing to stay in front of you if he has to, and he'll take, he'll take a punch to, to, give it a, to, give a, to give a punch. He'll take a punch to give a punch. And he's not scared. And he, and he has an amazing chin, too, right? So it's always like, all right, if you're willing to be there with Canelo, you're willing to get in a box with Canelo, are you willing to take a Canelo punch? Because he'll take your punch. He'll take it. But you willing to take what he's going to give you. That's the thing. Like, that's why with all the talk, and I love Earl, with all the talk about Earl using Canelo as a bargaining chip, I'm like, bro, I don't know if you really want that smoke. <laughs> like I don't think you really want it. It sound good for like a bargaining chip with Bud, but I don't think you really want that because at the end of the day, you know, I like you. You are a powerful dude. You know, he's a powerful dude. And I'm speaking about Earl Spence. He's a very powerful dude in terms of with, in terms of his punches. But like there are individuals he did not knock out. He did not knock out. And you and you can't and don't think you're gonna knock out Canelo if you can't knock them dudes out. And Canelo will hurt you. Like, he will hurt you if you stay in front of him. This is different. That's a different animal. <laughs> I agree with you. You know, and he goes for it. Like, he stands in front of you nowadays. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you mentioned Spence there. 
I want to go back to that Garcia fight real quick. Yeah. Uh, I'm so proud of Spence. He looked tremendous he looked good. in that yeah. fight. He looked really good, mm. man. You know, and he just put it on Garcia. He looked sharp, focused. Uh, all the questions going in, obviously, was how much did that accident impact him? Mm-hmm. Good for him. Mm-hmm. You know, he got himself, you could tell his shape and conditioning. It looks like he's been a little bit more disciplined yeah. outside of the ring. Mm-hmm. No, I think so opinion. too. But, uh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, we saw some good scraps this year, guys. I mean, Sapita, Baranchek, uh, you know, Pavekin knocking out White. That I thought yeah. was a great KO of the year. I mean, 2021, I'm looking forward to. Like I said, I mean, these guys are out there doing it. Um, and even though I did poo on some people, like with Smith, you know, uh, going back to the Canelo fight, yeah. you know, I mean, the guy did win the World Boxing Super Series. He was unbeaten going in. Yeah. I just didn't, don't think he had a game plan. Yeah, I, look, and it's all about game plan. Yeah, I told his, like, I remember talking to Ray. He's raised not here, but I was talking to Ray prior to the fight, and then he was like, I was like, um, he was somebody, I was trying to think about boxing topics. I remember we were just discussing boxing topics because we were thinking about doing another roundtable. That's what it was. We were thinking about doing another a boxing roundtable discussion. And I was like, I want to do one. I told Ray, I want to do one, but I want to do one for a major fight. I want a fight that isn't easy. Like, I, that was my thing. I don't want it easy. I want to do a roundtable discussion after a, a weak fight. I want to do one, like, after a good fight. Like, a fight that's, like, in the wins. Like, you don't know where it can go. It can go either way. It's going to be highly competitive. And Ray was like, yeah, I mean, you're going to get Canelo. And I was like, you mean Canelo's fighting Smith. I was like, yeah, that's not, I, was, I told Ray, that's not the one. Like, I already know that's not going to win. Canelo's going to dominate that fight. <laughs> like, he's not. And that's exactly what happened. Yeah, exactly. He's going to dominate you know the fight? fight. You know what fight that would be good for? That type of show? Yeah. Uh, Fury versus Joshua? I think so. Yeah. Uh, I think I, it would be I was amazing. Yeah. I think that's the fight. I think that, again, I think I was referencing fight. mega fights, and I was like, that's the fight. Like, it would have to be that fight. Uh, it won't be a fight that I feel yeah. like you already know the outcome. Like, I don't need to know the outcome of a fight. Like, I, or. Or I need something competitive. I won't say that I know the outcome, but I know it's going to be a competitive fight. Put it that way. Like, I know, like, it's going to be to a point where the chances are, like, this person can definitely can definitely score a victory. I got, like, you know what I mean? I want an opportunity on both sides. It can go either way. And I just knew, when, when you, and again, when you're speaking of Canelo, there's only certain people that I feel like that can compete with Canelo. And, the guys that he's fighting, it's not nothing against them. He's, you know, he's doing his job, right? But the guys that are, the guys that want to fight him, they're not ready. I just, you know, they're not Mayweather. I think people have to kind of look at it for what it is. They're not Mayweather. It's, you got to be a different animal to fight Canelo. You got to, one, you got to be, you got to be a, you got to be a doctor in the sweet science. You just can't be a boxer or a good boxer. You got to be a doctor. You got to be an execute. You got to execute. At the highest level, you gotta be highly, highly touted. You know what I mean? And not to say these dudes aren't, but it's gotta be a different level. We talking about Bruce Leroy, like you know what I'm saying, Last Dragon. Like you gotta have the glow. Like it's gotta be on that level. So if you don't have the glow, you ain't seeing Canelo. So, so it's it's a whole different situation when you're trying to ask the fight Canelo Alvarez. I'm like, for me, if I'm if I'm Cane- if I'm Spence, I'm trying. To, I'm looking into trying to fight maybe a Triple G before I sp- fight Canelo Alvarez. 
You know what? You said it perfectly, man. If you don't got the glow, you ain't got the flow, brother. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's the bottom line. That's the bottom line. That's what I took away from that. Exactly. And, you know, exactly. And, you know, I, I could talk about that movie all day long. Um, and speaking of movies, real quick, I was going to talk about Crawford and Spence for a moment because I think that's probably the most important fight in my life right now. Yeah, boxing. definitely, definitely. But did you see the trailer for coming? To of course, you know, I'm on it. March 5th, I'm on it. Amazon, we, I'm get, I'm watching it. There, It's amazing. Okay, let's break this down. We saw sexual chocolate. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, so it's, he came yeah, back. it's, it's came back. We saw our, our barbershop guy. I know they're coming back, yeah. I cannot wait for mm-hmm. There was so much to process. Mm-hmm. And then we saw the Reverend. Yep. You know. The whole family. Oh, pretty like, much the I, whole family's back. I, the, everybody. Everybody. Dude, this is probably the most movie I'm looking forward to watching in 2020. I, I agree. I, I just sad. It's, it's so, I mean, it's, it's a blessing that we get, we, get, we, get, we get it, right? But I wish it was in the movie theaters. Like, it's, oh, man. I wish this movie was in the movie theaters. I wish we were opened up so we can kind of folks can get that whole we can get the whole audience attention and everybody kind of enjoy the moment because you know this is that that's a it's a comedy classic and to have every to have almost the entire cast back from 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 years ago to be on one movie to be on a sequel that's amazing. We even got Soul Glow guys. Yeah. Come on, now, Soul Glow. Who would have thunk it? <laughs> who would have thunk it? Who would have thunk it? And we had a discussion. I was like, I doubt this is going to happen. But who would have thunk it? They had Soul Glow. Like, I was thinking, like, it's a different generation. <laughs> now they, they bring it back Soul Glow. It's hilarious, man. God, I mean, I look, man, like, it's people are scared that, you know, it's going to ruin a classic. But sometimes, like, when you got a, when you got a, when you got a product like that and you got a genius like Eddie Murphy, Cause he is a genius. Like you just gotta trust the process. You gotta trust that he's gonna bring out, he's gonna put out good quality. Because I'm, sh- if people who ever follow Eddie Murphy, and you know, if he didn't think it was gonna be funny, and I think, I think we can all say that Eddie Murphy knows funny, that he wouldn't have done it. <laughs> well, absolutely. I mean, Ross probably my favorite stand-up of all time. Uh, yeah, I love Delirious. Period. I love Delirious. <laughs> delirious. I think amazing. Delirious is funnier than Raw to me. Like I like when he first because Delirious is the first one. Yeah, Delirious is the first one. Right? That's right. That's the first I'd one. I'd love right? to see him return. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to see him return. I mean, my favorites are George Carlin, mm-hmm. uh, Chris Rock. Yeah, obviously, you know, uh, just those those guys are just such yeah. heavy hitters they when are. it comes yeah. to logical and, and fun comedy. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're, and there's so many others. To, to mention, but Eddie's the guy. Yeah. Um, outside of, in my opinion, Richard Pryor. Like, there you go. They, that, that's my top two. Those are yep. my top two. Like, I don't get any that's better. It. To me, I mean, to I, like, I didn't. I wasn't in the era of Richard Pryor. But I went back and listened to a lot of his stuff. Um, and and I saw like some of his skits he did when he was in, with NBC uh, when he had this old variety show at NBC. And the thing about Richard Pryor, which amazes me, is that his funny is still to is today's funny. Same for Rich, uh, uh, for George Carlin too. His funny is today's funny, and you don't get that often. Like some people's like humor, it wears out, right? But his Richard Pryor is funny in terms of stand ups and some of his like variety show stuff. It's still funny to this day. It's still funny, and that's what yeah, it, that's Carlin what I love about it. Same thing, yeah. Look at the crazy world we live in right now. Yeah, right? seriously. Like Carlin was calling all this. Yes. It's amazing. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Absolutely. And, and Eddie's man. that but way too. Going, yeah. 
Absolutely, man. Go back real quick to uh, Crawford and Spence. That's the fight we all want. Uh, I think that's the fight that is the most competitive in boxing. Mm -hmm. I would love to see it. Crawford is one of my favorite, if not my favorite fighter on the planet. Uh, I admire Spence, especially considering, like, I mean, we all make mistakes. Luckily, no one got hurt. Yes. In Spence's defense, you know, things happen. Yeah. And for him to come back, and put himself through what he did and go out and face a really legit opponent and yeah. look as good as he did, man, how, how, you have to respect that. Yeah, and he's going to get better too, right? He'll get better. Because I felt like you saw rust. I saw rust, but to still put that out, to, to dominate a fight, to, again, to don, dominate a good fighter in Danny Garcia. Because Danny Garcia, whatever people want to say about Danny, I think Danny is a, is a good boxer. He just, he just, He just, for whatever reason, he just doesn't have it to get over the top. But he's a very good boxer. Like you won't. Danny has a has a great chin. Uh, Danny Danny has a good left hook. The thing about Danny is that Danny sometimes is a little bit too passive when he's in the ring. But Danny is is a is a solid he's a solid fighter. He's a good fighter. Is he a prize fighter? No, but he's a good fighter. I agree that he's a good fighter, mm. uh, and you, you hit the nail on the head again. I mean, if you look at, you know, the resume when he stepped up against top opposition, you know, he's come short, and there was other questionable ones yeah. where a lot of people felt, yeah, that he lost, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, Mauricio Herrera comes to mind, where that was really close. Uh, you know, uh, Paulie Malinaji, you know, he was able to knock out. And, and uh, he has a name there, uh, Brandon Rios is his name. Mm. But, you know, my man Sean Porter, you know, he, he was able to get the job done against Danny. Yeah. Um, Earl Spence obviously did a tremendous, tremendous job against him. Um, you know, also reflecting on it, Keith Thurman. Yeah, I thought yeah, he beat Keith, though. Close, I thought he beat Keith, fight. though. I yeah. thought Danny beat Keith for real. I had Danny beating Keith on the current Thurman, Thurman card, but it can go either way. I mean, it, it, that was so close. That was a very close fight. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's exactly what I was trying to say, is, is that it was a very, very close fight. And, and I agree with you. Um, you know, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what Thurman does and just boxing in general, mm -hmm. right? I think that uh, as we get back to the sports world, you guys cover it so good. I got to give you props, man. Oh, thanks, man. Uh, you guys cover everything. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> we try. <laughs> yeah, you, you do a great job, brother. Thank you. <laughs> You know, mm -hmm. but uh, what, what's going on tonight, bro? What, what's the rest of your night like, man? Rest of the night, I'm about uh, to, holidays coming up. After the holidays, yep. I'm pretty much going to spend some time with the family, uh, and that's pretty at work. That's pretty much it. That's it, you know. But to me, Christmas is more for like you know the kids and whatnot. So my nieces and my, and my nephew, you know, making sure they have a, a happy Christmas and whatnot. So, um, and then you're just trying to get to 2021. <laughs> that's what it's all about exactly. getting out of this one yeah, get to the the next, it's, it's all about getting to the next round yeah right? the next it's round exactly we use boxing we get to the next round <laughs> shoot we got bob and weave we got bob and exactly, weave bob and weave <laughs> so with, with boxing it's 12 rounds yeah. there's 12 months in a year yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's get out of there let's get out of there luckily <laughs> we're still here fighting yeah and the fact that we can provide good holidays, whether it's food, um, company, presents, gifts, whatever you can do for people, please, I encourage everyone, you know, uh, to enjoy and embrace the moments you have. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. It's been a crazy year, so we deserve 
a 12th round unanimous decision. Unanimous decision. Unanimous decision on 2020. Yeah, on 2020. Yeah, exactly. Well, I'll even get the split decision if you want to. I don't even care. Just let me get through it. <laughs> At least you got past it. You yeah, exactly. Let me get past it. Just let me finish, man. I don't want to be TKO'd or KO'd. I just want to finish. <laughs> exactly. Get me out finish. of here. 2020, 2020 been like Iron Mike back in the day. I'm trying to finish. <laughs> Leon, Leon, Leon Spinks, exactly. Against Leon Spinks. <laughs> Yeah, hey, man, as always, this is, this is a blast, dude. I'll do this anytime. Hey, 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 we love it, love man. Appreciate you, you, man. Appreciate you. Hey, before I let you go, how can folks catch you on Twitter, on social media, or any type of platform? Boxing Music John, and I appreciate that on Twitter, uh, Boxing Music John. Uh, it's, again, the Life Network. If you go to Google, all that good stuff, you can find it. Also, the, the big show is the sit-down with Johnny Sig, mm-hmm. uh, where I have guests on, NFL players, boxers, musicians, actors, and it's been a great year. I mean, I, I, I can't complain. Mm-hmm. Uh, the show has been doing great, and I appreciate all those that support it and listen to it, and I, I got to appreciate you for having me on yet again. I mean, you guys put out tremendous content. I know what it takes to put podcasts and radio shows together especially if you're covering multiple subjects in sports, you guys don't miss a beat, bro. Oh, appreciate it. Awesome. Thanks so much, Johnny. Appreciate it. Hey, Johnny, anytime you need to be, you want to be on, you know, we'll get you on on any fight. We're going to try round table. We get, we got you. We, you actually, you know, you, you know, we got you in the round table. That's you already know. You know, I'm there yeah, anytime, you know. bro. You already know. You already know. You, <laughs> you already know. You already know. We're going, we are, you already, we are, we got a new person now. So we're going to try to get, a new individual into the round table group. You know what I mean? So it's going, it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a good one. Hey, Johnny, have a blessed one. I'm going to catch you later. Okay. Happy holidays. Happy holidays, my man. Appreciate you so much. Stay blessed. Appreciate you. Thank Uh, you. um, Again, make sure you follow Johnny on Twitter. That's at box. Ask me at, at boxing music. John again, at boxing music. John. (sighs) Appreciate Johnny. That's my dude. That is my guy. All right. We didn't get a chance to, to make our Week 16 NFL picks. Well, I didn't get a chance to on air, so I didn't because I'm the only one here. Uh, but you can find our picks on the Football Garbage Time uh, website at www.footballgarbagetime.com. Uh, it's part of the Urban Sports Scene versus Football Garbage Time Challenge. Will T's in second place. I'm in fourth place. Um, Ray is in seventh place. Uh, Football Garbage Time's Hakun Wong is in first place. And the homie George, I guess he can be like part of the part of the urban sports because we kind of put him on on this, you know, challenge. And he's like one of the big supporters of the urban sports scene. So but he's in third place. So basically, if you think about it, Will's in second, George's in third and I'm in fourth. So urban sports scene is kind of doing big things. All right. Subscribe to our podcast on Stitcher, Spotify, iTunes and Google Podcasts. Just search the urban sports scene. Also, tweet us at urban sports scene and hit us up on our urban sports scene Facebook page and check out and check out the home of the urban sports scene sports journeys. I mean, of the urban sports scene sports journey at sportsjourney.com. I want to thank everybody for listening. I want to thank my girl Karita for stopping through. I want to thank my man Just Blaze for being on. I want to thank my man Johnny Signorella for jumping on the show as well, man. Appreciate all the guests, and I appreciate all of you for listening. Anyway, you've been listening to the Urban Sports Scene for ages. You dig deuces. A mega lead us out, big homie. Peace.